Community Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast, go. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast produced by the Community Players Theatre in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Omer, Managing Artistic Director at the Theatre, and this is Season 1, Episode 1, for our production of Shipwrecked and Entertainment, The Amazing Adventures of Louis de Rougemont, as told by himself. Joining me later in the podcast will be Tyler Rennie, Community Players Associate Artistic Director. Each episode will be divided into three sections. Act 1 features basic information about the show. Act 2 will be an interview, diving deeper into what makes the show tick. And finally, we'll have a curtain call, which is just little odds and ends. So, without any further ado, Act 1. Shipwrecked and Entertainment, The Amazing Adventures of Louis de Rougemont, as told by himself, is written by Donald Margulies and was commissioned by the South Coast Repertory Theatre in 2007. This is the first time Community Players has staged this show. It is the fourth show in the 2019-2020 season. The production is directed by CP Associate Artistic Director Tyler Rennie with a cast of three that includes Jeff Porter, Tina Rowe, and Brandon Clark. Our production runs approximately 90 minutes. The story is loosely based on actual events. Louis de Rougemont was the alias of a man in the late 1800s who sold his stories of epic adventures while marooned in the South Pacific to Wide World magazine. The show follows his youth in London, then hiring on as a cabin boy on a ship that would eventually shipwreck. In real life, de Rougemont was just an alias for a Swiss man named Henry Louis Grin, who did sell his stories of adventure to Wide World magazine. However, questions were raised about the legitimacy of his claims. In 1899, he would tour, telling his now exposed story, but billed as Quote, the greatest liar on earth. Wide World magazine would go on to say, truth is stranger than fiction, but de Rougemont is stranger than both. He would die in relative obscurity in 1921. That brings down the curtain on Act 1. Stand by for Act 2. And it's time for Act 2 of our first podcast. And uh, joining us here in the podcast studio, a.k.a. my office with cords all over it, um, is our Associate Artistic Director, Tyler Rinney, who is directing this production. Hello, Tyler. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me in today. Yeah, yeah. Having you come up the stairs from your office to my office. Yeah, I had to take some time off work for this, but my boss is usually pretty good about that. Yeah, so. yeah your boss is all right. <laughs> um, so, um, Shipwrecked. Uh, the show is a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying watching rehearsals uh, the last couple of days. And so let's talk about the style of the show. You know, it's not a box set kind of sitcom-y show. Um, what makes the show so fun and theatrical? Uh, well, you said it right there, Jamie, that this really is a show that is pure theatricality. It's theater right in front of you, and it can't be mistaken for anything else. Um, uh, Jeff Porter, who plays Louis de Rougemont in the show, he made a comment uh, a couple days ago that this was theater in the raw. And I had never. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I had never thought of it uh, specifically like that, but that's definitely what we're presenting here. Uh, because out on stage, you have all the a actors' costumes are out on uh, clothes racks out there, all the different set pieces that get moved around and used. You, as the audience, get to see all of this, how it's used, and the stuff that usually happens in the wings and happens backstage you get to see this as an audience member. There's really something to look at 
at all times with the show, which is which again just really makes it uh, a fun uh, theatrical thing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. You have the main story taking place uh, at all times, constantly moving forward, but then off in the sides, there's always something else happening. So you can enjoy it for the story. You can enjoy it for the theatricality of it. You know, you might want to come see this show twice. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, come I, three times and watch each one of the actors at different times. Oh, there you go. You can focus <laughs> on just one of those actors yes. each performance. I love it. Um, and we'll even give you a discount if you come three times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are some really clever bits of staging throughout the show. Um, was there anything in particular that influenced uh, the way you created the, the blocking and the staging of the show or the design of the show? Well, the story is all about Louis de Rougemont and his life and what he says his life was mm -hmm. and what it may or may not have been. So his whole life was uh, taking what happened to him and embellishing it. Uh, so that's what I really kept in mind when I w when we were creating the show together, that we were going to take these everyday objects or everyday events and embellish them. Um, that something like a book uh, can be repurposed in so many different ways throughout the show. Um, that a trunk, uh, sometimes it's a bed, sometimes it's a turtle, sometimes it's something else. So it's really taking just normal everyday objects and embellishing them. Yeah. Um, so the rehearsal process must have been fun. Exhausting. But uh, but fun. Yeah, uh, less so for me, <laughs> um, because like I mentioned, there's three actors in the cast and uh, they do everything. Um, not only are they co uh, constantly talking throughout the show, uh, Jeff, as Louis, he narrates the entire show. He takes part in the story. And then the two other actors, Brandon Clark and Tina Rowe, they play all the other characters in the story. So they have constant costume changes. They're constantly saying lines. They're playing all these different characters. Uh, so, yeah, they were definitely working up a sweat throughout our rehearsals but, yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah it was a lot of fun for us uh, especially with the show that uh it, it was an interesting script in that there's a lot in the script but also nothing in the script right right um that it's all there it's a great script just to start with and it's all it's a lot of narration and everything but there's very few stage directions in there uh it's here and then they come back on or they're they're very aware that it's a show and they're telling you almost how to stage it you know jamie and i sometimes listen to that sometimes most times we don't most times we don't stage <laughs> directions are optional uh. um, but a lot of times you have those at least for a hint but in this script uh for the stage direction it will say a volcano explodes they build a boat you know things like right. that that it's like we literally can't do on stage uh so we have to find creative ways to do that and sometimes it's within a course of five sentences they go to five different locations right right which again uh, uh ties into the the fun of watching the show more than once uh, because as I've been watching the show during rehearsals, uh, it has been really fun to just watch some of that background stuff happening and just how quickly and efficiently um, the cast does those transformations. It, it really is cool to watch. Yeah, this this show has really become a, fine, a finely tuned machine that a <laughs> lot of times when I direct a show, a lot of changes happen over the course of the rehearsal process. And I was expecting it with this one as well. But honestly, the show that we put together in the first week, week and a half is pretty much what you're seeing now except for it's gotten so much more finely tuned and executed so much better and now that all of kind of those uh, movement type things have been figured out um, they are able to really concentrate on the the characters and the little moments throughout yeah yeah um, so this show is uh, based on actual events uh, did that uh, influence the way uh, we put the show together no 
No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, this is a fictionalized version, uh, the play, of a somewhat fictionalized life. Right. Um, so the way that I kind of wanted to approach it is that this is our our specific community players version of it mm-hmm. almost like it's a story that you heard somebody tell somebody and they told you and it gets passed on and on and it becomes this even taller tale than it began as so i really wanted this to be something that was consciously different than any other version of this story you're going to see whether it's louis actual book that he wrote or another production taking place somewhere else yeah that's one of the really i think cool things about the script uh, is that, like you were saying, you could see two productions of this show and both could be interpreted completely differently and staged in a completely different way and both would still be equally as effective. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you can really make this this show about different things too, that we really are focusing on the storytelling aspect of it. And maybe that's something that another director wouldn't be their theme of the story, but that's definitely what ours is. Right, yeah, yeah. And it really does have that feeling of the storytelling. I think audiences, when they when they see the show and really, really watch like Jeff's performances, um, uh, it, you really do feel like you're being told this story um, by this by this man, and he just he, he's so expressive with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's those three actors. How many characters uh, show up in the course of the play? Yeah. So Jeff plays uh, Louis throughout his life. I think he starts as young as eight years old and ends the story as an old man of indeterminate age. Um, <laughs> but then Brandon and Tina, they each play uh, around twenty different characters throughout. So, so Jeff has it easy in that he only has one character to play, <laughs> yeah. but he's on stage the whole time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, and they, um, those other actors, they achieve those characters in a variety of ways. Uh, they, of course, make a bunch of different costume changes that our costume library and Missy Marlette uh, put together for them. Um, a lot of them are very simple, but very effective. Um, even just changing a hat, throwing on a wig, putting on an apron, stuff like that. Um, or it's just how they interpret the characters with uh, different voices, different mannerisms, or even different ways that they carry themselves. Um, for instance, uh, Tina plays Louis's mom um, when Louis is very young, and she also plays her when Louis is very old. And you can see in, through her performance that that is clearly the same character, but 30 years difference between them. And yeah, yeah. That is, uh, Tina does a really nice job of contrasting those two, the old the older mom versus the young mom, but you still know it's the same character. Yeah, which is a really, really awesome thing for an actor to achieve, especially when you consider uh, Tina's still a senior in high school. Yeah, yeah. She's she's the baby in the cast, <laughs> That's isn't right. she? Yeah. I should also mention Brandon, too, uh, who does a great, who does a lot of the, uh, some of the sound effects in the show mm-hmm. and also a lot of the heavy lifting, literally, of <laughs> moving all the set pieces around. And he has a great character that shows up early on in the show, uh, which is the lovable Bruno the dog. Right. <laughs> and if you are a dog owner, a dog lover, you'll come and you'll see him as that character and you go yep that's my dog yes you know yeah. th- you can't not fall in love with brandon as that dog yeah brandon, <laughs> brandon he's a dog <laughs> exactly <laughs> um no i was actually going to mention that is that uh uh brandon's characterization as that dog who doesn't have any lines he just barks yeah but uh he just does a just a great job the dog is like sitting there watching and mm-hmm. reacting like a dog yeah um but then brandon as the actor then gets up 
removes the hat and is immediately somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a seamless transformation. So kudos to him. Hopefully he won't listen to this podcast <laughs> um, and uh, know that we're praising him so much. <laughs> if nothing else, he's going to listen to it to critique the podcastingness of it. Well, yes, there's that. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about Jeff Porter's performance. Uh, you know, he's on stage the entire show. Um, what are some things that audiences may notice in his performance or the way he's approached the role? Well, one of the things that we really talked about um, as he is his doing his narration and also taking part in the scenes is that we were really careful to not have him leave those scenes. So even if he's telling the audience something that's happening, he still stays present in the scene with his emotions and kind of the pace of that scene. So if he's scared by, say, a shipwreck happening, no spoilers there, it's in the title. Yeah, it's the title, yeah. <laughs> um, that even if he hops out of that for a minute, he's still keeping that uh, that same emotion in his performance, even if he's just literally telling the audience what's happening. Uh, so I think that serves the show really well, that it doesn't feel herky-jerky that you're jumping in and out of a story, that you're constantly riding the wave <laughs> uh, going, going through the story there so that's something we've really talked about yeah yeah that's interesting that you mentioned that now that you say that i i can really see that uh you know in the show that it would be really easy to is like and we are in this scene and then we drop the character and we say and now chapter four yeah um but no he does really propel that that emotion right through um the all of that narration it's one of those acting choices that unless you're listening to a podcast about it, you're not going to notice it, which is what we're after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know? No, you're right. You're right, because I wouldn't have really thought about it mm-hmm. um, until you mentioned it there. I'm like, oh, yeah, that really does keep the uh, cohesion of the show going, yeah. where where the show could be very, like you said, herky-jerky and start and stop and just doesn't have a good sense of flow. And the show really does flow along very nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what uh, parts... Of the show, are you looking forward to sharing with an audience? You know, as the director, what are you like? Oh, I can't wait till until real people see this part of the show. Absolutely. Um, honestly, uh, we're about halfway through Tech Week right now when we're recording this, and even just the past couple days, I've it's been halfway through Act One. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for people to see this part. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's really truly a show where everything has come together. Um, that it has it has all these great performances. It has some great lighting design by Jamie, um, some really cool sound effects, um, all kinds of just creative and fun staging that you don't see, like you said, Jamie, on a standard sitcom box set. Right. So it's really it's hard to pick out a piece and say, "Ooh, this is going to be the best part," because I think the whole is the best part of the show. That all of it put together and working together like it does, that's what makes it memorable. And it's really going to be a show that uh, when you leave the theater there's going to be something you're still talking about and still thinking about you know our musicals are great at that that you leave and you're still tapping your toes and humming the the melodies of the songs this isn't a musical but you're going to leave and you're going to be thinking about uh, some creative part of the show or just Ooh, how did they do that oh i know how they did it because i saw them doing it on stage right yeah yeah though you know it's not a musical though i do have to say they're they sing a little sh- uh, sea shanty at one point and it's been stuck in my head all day um <laughs> now because... is it is it jeff's part with the lyrics or is it uh brandon's part with the howls <laughs> uh, well the howls I, <laughs> I, I i gotta say you know it's some of the best singing i've seen out of brandon uh in years uh, but <laughs> uh but no it's you know just overall it's just this is a fun show um it's a very different kind of show but i think that's what makes it so fun and so unique definitely um so uh, as we're wrapping up here anything else that you want to share um for audiences to be on the lookout for or think about as they are watching uh, shipwrecked 
personally, I just think it. this is a story that can only be told in theater. Uh, that a movie of this would be less powerful. Just reading it would be less powerful. It is truly just theater. It's powerful, personal. It's uh, fun and funny. It's entertaining and adventurous. It's There's nothing that you could want out of a theater show that isn't in this show. I really, really believe that. Yeah, excellent. It has great performances. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great performances. And, and like you said, you're, this is a show that would not translate uh, to the screen no, at all. No, you have to be here in our auditorium watching this show. Yeah. We, we hope you will be. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, Tyler, thank you for uh, coming up to my office. Of <laughs> and... course. <laughs> the tra- uh, traffic was a little iffy, but I made it. Well, uh, you know, you know, there's there was some uh, congestion on the stairs. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> you really should clean those up, Jamie. I know. I know. <laughs> <Trip hazard. laughs> All right. It's time for the curtain call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theater in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of Shipwrecked and Entertainment, you know what, I'm not saying that entire title again, runs February 14th through the 16th and the 21st through the 23rd, 2020. This production is sponsored by Beatrice Walmart. Thank you to our season sponsor, Beatrice Community Hospital and Health Center. A special thank you to Brandon Clark for technical assistance in setting up our podcasting equipment. I'm Jamie Ulmer. This has been Places, Please, and we'll see you at the theater. Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes. 